welcome to another edition of the Gobeski Wallace Report. I am Adam. I am Charlie. I am Tony. And I'm I'm Paul Wilcox. But which which one is which? <laughs> Wait, then who am I? Yeah, I don't know which one's which Gobeski is which. Well, I have to keep the mystery alive. You know, after this many episodes. Found my passport. I'm Doug. And so we are on our 38th journey of discovery today with the 38th installment of the Mary Marvel Movie March. This is the July 2012 film, The Amazing Spider-Man, the fourth Spider-Man film and the first in the first reboot set. The first in the first reboot. (laughs) We'll be saying a lot of awkward things like that. Oh, <laughs> in the future of the march <laughs> this is what yeah this is how it's gonna be <laughs> so this is the story in case you don't remember which spider-man this is this is the story of one dennis spider man who is first in line for the spider mansion one small problem with that though is that um he's an orange cat who loves lasagna and hates mondays but when he's thrown into a world that is nothing but mondays He has to figure out how to navigate it as a new superhero armed only with his sidekick, Dennis. (laughs) (laughs) But his name is Dennis. (laughs) Right, but his sidekick only spells it with one N. (laughs) Every Dennis needs a Denis. (laughs) Oh, hey, this movie actually does have a Dennis with one N. (laughs) Yeah, I know. That's the joke. (laughs) Oh, I oh, got it. <laughs> Did I get that I synopsis about right? Yeah, that's pretty close, yeah. Yeah. Maybe you should uh maybe you should give it just to make sure we're on the same page. Uh yeah, we don't necessarily need to rehash who Spider Man is, but the different main differences here Are between you sure? the movie. Who is Spider Man? Why isn't he Spider Boy? <laughs> he is more of a Spider Boy. Spider Teen. I, 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 I showed yeah. up as a spider boy and became a spider man. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> By the way, I was saying that the entire movie <laughs> yeah. to Paul. Every yeah. time him and it Emma was Stone, like, oh, she, she wants him to yeah. turn it from a spider boy girl into a spider woman. Yeah. <laughs> Cause when he shot her with the web, mm-hmm. that's when she became a spider woman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so the big differences are that peter parker here is played by andrew garfield instead of mary jane watson we've got emma stone as gwen stacy the bad guy is uh dr kirk connards who turns into the lizard played by reese evans and captain stacy uh gwen's dad played by dennis leary and i don't know i think that's a good jumping off point right those are the main differences between this and any other spider-man movie what about the director uh, the director is Mark Webb. The interesting thing in his trivia is there's only two things that IMDb in his trivia. And the top one says he filmed a Three Doors Down video in Madison, Wisconsin at West High School, which is like a mile and a half from where I'm sitting right now. That's one of oh. two pieces of trivia. Huh. You have a different <laughs> definition of interesting for me. <laughs> <laughs> is the other piece of trivia that he was chosen to direct this movie based purely on his name recognition? <laughs> the man's name is Mr. Webb. We gotta get him for the new Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah. And for the new Charlotte's Web uh, adaptation as well. <laughs> <laughs> so, Tony. Adam. Had you seen this movie before? No. So, Paul. I don't think I've seen any of the Spider-Man movies. Yeah, I was like what? sitting there like, oh, this again? We got to watch it. He's like, what are you, why are you talking Wait, so talking much so crap sh- about Uncle Ben for? Yeah, Uncle Ben. And I'm like, oh, he's lecturing him again. <laughs> I'm always seeing this. And I'm like, this is a great movie. It's very original. Just stop the thief. Come on. <laughs> yeah. I- can't wait for Uncle Ben to die. I don't have to listen to him <laughs> chastising I, Peter. I had no idea Uncle Ben was going to die. And then I, I yelled at Paul. I was like, why did you tell me? <laughs> like what? Next Aunt Sally Mae is going to die? Paul? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I uh, had, had not seen this at all. I had heard tell. Um, but, you know, I was in Wisconsin during July 2012. 
And it um, wasn't there. And I would have had to go into uh, a town. I would have to go into Ashland to uh, see this. And I think I, I spent that energy on Batman that summer was the movie I saw. Dark Knight Rises 2012? I think so. That's right. This Was that the second one? Third or, one. I mean, the one after, yeah, the, the third one, I mean, of that trilogy. Oh, yeah, 2012. Yep, you're right. Not that I didn't believe you, but it just made me feel old. Yeah. Because I remember going to a, a Batman-themed trivia contest with people down in Detroit. I think we won tickets to see, like, a preview of it, except I wasn't going to drive down to Detroit to see it. So instead, I got a water bottle that has the Dark Knight Rises written on it. That's the same. Mm. Not bad. Yeah, no, I still use it. So, yeah, it's worked out. Um, I saw this in theaters. I remember it was the July 4th weekend that it came out. And so we went to see it on, I think, the Saturday or something. And so we went to the Chandler Fashion Mall. This was before I had moved there. I was visiting Brienne. And so I was like, we need to see this movie while I'm visiting. I don't know why I chose July. Just needed to get away from Pete, I guess. I don't know. But I'm kidding. I love Pete. You were, yeah. you were like going to move yeah. in like less than a month. No, no, I moved in 2013. I moved in 2013. Wait, did what? you tell Tony that you moved earlier than, than you actually did so you didn't have to see him? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Adam, you're in town. Oh, yeah, I'm visiting. I'm here for school. <laughs> I guess you're right. It was 2013, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh. But yeah, I remember we... Uh, so we went to the Chandler Fashion Mall, and there was literally not a single parking space in the entire parking lot. We drove up and down for probably 10 minutes before we said, the hell with this. And we went to a different theater like 10 miles away to see it instead, where there was tons of parking. No one was there. It was fine. And then I'd seen it on a, a Blu-ray, I think, when I we bought the Blu-ray on sale at some point. I watched it then because you know, I, I enjoyed it at the time. So I actually had seen this. I rented it and i don't remember why like there's a long string of why uh, did i do this well it's a long <laughs> string of marvel movies in our march that i haven't seen and i don't know why this one in particular i picked up. i don't know did maybe adam recommended it to me or who knows so i saw the movie in theaters when it came out and i think that was it just the once until tonight i don't think there's really anything more to say than that right so uh talking a little bit about the the development of the film Obviously, this is a this is a reboot. This is not Spider-Man Four. Um, part of the reason for that is because Spider-Man Four kind of got derailed. I'm not a hundred percent sure why, other than that I know that Sony and Raimi eventually just didn't see eye to eye on the choices they wanted to make for Spider-Man Four, and so Sam Raimi ultimately um, withdrew from the project. Uh, I've heard rumors that part of the issue was that Sam Raimi wanted Vulture to be the main antagonist and sony was against that because they didn't want basically an old man to be the villain in their spider-man movie i guess they felt that vulture would never ever work in a spider-man movie so yeah so let's use a middle-aged man instead (laughs) (laughs) yeah and i think there were some script problems then so sam raimi ultimately just kind of walked and uh partly i think because there was no way he felt he could make the movie and the release date that they'd set so consequently, they uh, decided to bring in a new director, um, and that is the aforementioned Mark Webb. And uh, they just decided to reboot everything. I don't know if that's because it's not clear to me if they there was like an, ever an intention to keep on with the same cast and a new director, or if they were just like, let's just start over. But uh, yeah, they just started over. So as Charlie was saying, basically everyone's recast, and the uh, the setup's a little different. So, for instance, Andrew Garfield plays a Peter Parker that I think is actually probably closer to the comic books than the Tobey Maguire one was, and that he seems a little bit more quippy. Like, he's more uh, inclined to run his mouth, both as Spider-Man and a bit as Peter Parker. Yeah, a little more of a bad boy, really. Yeah. Yeah. More science-y, actually. Like, I know that sounds weird, but, uh, I mean, he, he made the web shooters in this one. Yeah. So in the comics, is Spider-Man like a like a genius? Because I, I never really got that. I guess I've only really seen the the Tom Holland Spider-Man, and he seems kind of ditzy. Uh, I don't know if he's actually a genius, but he's like he's definitely smarter than the average bear. Um, in that, like he you know he's pretty smart. 
and you know he excels in all the science courses and stuff like that. That's yeah. part of the reason why he's picked on as a stereotypical nerd because in the sixties, right, nerds yeah. are people in school. Yeah, because like in this one, he's like solving freaking equations that this guy's worked on for years and years and years. I just was like, well, oh, no, he's not oh, doing on, that. He's on. copying what his dad wrote. Yeah, he just remembered what it was. That's all. Oh, that's all it was. Is that he just remembered yeah. what it was? Because he found it in the top se- secret file. Well, I saw that, but then he like reads the whole book, and then I thought he was still working stuff out. So he literally just copied that. That's kind of what it seemed like. Yeah, like he, he, the he read the book, and the book made it clear that Dr. Connors didn't know what the solution was. Yeah, gotcha. right. And I think okay. he was reading the book so he could put the his dad stuff into context. Yeah, I get. Gotcha. I it seems to me by the point he writes it down, he might at least somewhat understand what it is. Like he might not fully yeah. get it, but like he's done a lot of research to that point and has memorized yeah, yeah. it. He's memorized it and he's like asking questions, you know, I mean, it yeah, just, yeah. It does make sense now. So he's not like a full on genius. So the one of the things that's really different here is I guess Peter Parker and his social interactions. He doesn't really seem like a nerd, certainly not in the same way that he did in the three previous Spider Man movies. Like he seems a little awkward and kind of angsty, but for the most part I kind of tag him as like a normal teenager right yeah i understand your confusion it's because this is a likable spider-man isn't it (laughs) just uh there's no creepy date rape vibes from this one just a normal 29 year old teenager (laughs) yeah yeah man yeah okay that part did no that was my favorite part classic classic just you know nice no, that, Old kids. that's my favorite part because then I t- turned to Paul and said, oh, it's okay for me to uh, to like him. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, oh, yeah, I mean, he's like, what? Well, he's 36 and, right now. He, yeah, I was, so at the time he was like at least 10 years older than he was supposed to be. Exactly, so it's like, fine that, for me to like him. That's like, that's Hollywood right there, Maybe. you know? If you're going to be like a 17-year-old character. I'm not kidding, I'm you're pretty sure he was like at least, 29. Yeah, he's 36 he's in, now. He's so born like, in 83, so. Um, I thought he was just the right amount of awkward. Yeah, I liked uh, Andrew Garfield's portrayal in here. Andrew Garfield, who I think is probably best known for his uh, appearance as Frank in two Doctor Who episodes. I don't think he's known oh. for anything else. <laughs> what <laughs> Doctor Who episodes are those? He's in Daleks in Manhattan and Evolution of the Daleks. Is he one of the Daleks? No, he's just uh, one of the New York people is he the same guy each time yeah it's a two-parter oh (laughs) (laughs) there were parts of his character that were kind of unlikable though yeah there were times i was like oh he's he's cool yeah he was just kind of an a-hole a couple times but they also felt like at least to me they felt like times were like well yeah he's being a teenager yeah it was believable I don't know. I give the teens more credit than that. Yeah. Personally. The, the 2012 teens, though? Dude, if, the, if, the bully, if that bully could, uh, you know, have some sort of character growth, I, I think that Spider-Man could <laughs> You know, hey, man, yeah. your uncle died. I wasn't coming to beat you up. I was say sorry. He, but he wasn't the, you know, he wasn't the squeaky clean Spider-Man of the Raimi trilogy, which was refreshing to watch. But sometimes, uh, you know, it was also kind of weird. Not, you know, it was, it was definitely a shift in context. I felt like to me, I was like, I wasn't ready for that. Especially since ev- everything else, general plot wise, felt so similar to <laughs> right. the first time we watched this origin story. You yeah, know, there was... felt like a little bit. They swapped him out with like the goatee version of, uh, you know, Peter Parker, which is fine. Yeah, there's definitely I had this feeling of just sort of patiently waiting for them to get through the origin <laughs> and just like look, <laughs> just like looking over at the display and it being like an hour into the movie. And he's only like just now doing the costume. <laughs> But I guess this one's a little different because we're expected to care about his parents for some reason. Yeah. His super secret spy parents or something. Look, you got to set up the future movies somehow. (laughs) The future movies they don't get to. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. I I mean, I know I know there's a Spider-Man comic story in the mid 90s where they talk a little bit how his parents were something special. But spies, I think. Yeah. But I don't know why that would be the story you would want to can't remember. I vaguely think that in that storyline, they turned out to be robots as well. 
and not actually his real parents, just, you know, robot yeah. replacements. That's the problem with reading comic books in the early 90s is you don't get every <laughs> issue, especially when they're crossing over like six Spider-Man titles. Ooh. Oh, they still do that sort of thing. I know. That's why you just got to wait for trade paperbacks to come out. <laughs> I'm glad, though, that they had something else other than Uncle Ben for motivation for him to be doing anything. I mean, Uncle Ben dying obviously is huge for him, but if, if we didn't have his parents, it would be exactly like the original Spider-Man film. Oh, no, there's no Green Goblin. He's Norman Osborn's only mentioned. He's not actually seen. You're right. It's just another brilliant, rich scientist. Working at Oscorp. Working at Oscorp, <laughs> who uh, runs experiments on himself because his funding gets cut and it drives him insane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, completely different movies. I don't know what you're thinking about. You know, obviously, the 2002 Spider-Man had a guy in, like, a green metal suit, and this one had a Goomba from the Super Mario movie. <laughs> so, so... Brian wanted me to mention that, by the way. Like, That's just true. a Goomba. <laughs> oh, it does kind of... Hmm. So, Charlie, you joke, but I went to uh, a neuroscience conference this past fall, and uh, one of my fellow grad students remarked that, you know, the NIH really is basically the nation's largest jobs program. You know, it, it, it keeps those sorts of people in the lab not doing mischief. <laughs> so, I, so I just want to, you know, to, to add a bit of political content. Uh, Fair point taken. If you, yeah. vote, if, if you vote for a candidate who's going to cut funding for science you can expect a lot of those scientists to go Spider-Man crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Start stabbing those needles in their arms and growing arms, putting the green stuff in them. Yep. (laughs) Not secret of the ooze. Not the blue, (laughs) not the blue stuff. No, No, not not the blue stuff. (laughs) You're right, Paul. This is green stuff too. It's always green stuff. (laughs) (laughs) There's probably a psychological reason for that. (laughs) The one thing I really liked about this one was I thought it was kind of funny how they showed. So like with origin stories, I always like seeing how they like learn about their powers and like he's in the subway and just like with like no effort whatsoever, just beating people up. I enjoyed that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like he didn't, realize what he was doing yeah (laughs) and you already saw him get like basically beat up and have no awareness of where he was (laughs) earlier he's just like sorry 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 Uh, you just get beat up by the bully he's like the guy's like are you not entertained (laughs) (laughs) i think cara made a good point when she was watching it too there's a scene later where he's just beating up random people in an alley uh, he's like trying to protect some woman and they all start chasing him and car's like why are they chasing him <laughs> like he just yeah. beat them up and like he climbed up a building like aren't they concerned maybe they should just let him go no it's it's one guy come on it's one yeah. guy revenge on the streets they got a they got a crew now <laughs> yeah gotta maintain your street cred i know that's right all yeah, right <laughs> tony knows yeah, all about I mean, it i mean if, if you're the head of the, the will one... i am gang <laughs> if you're the one guy in that group who's like oh hey maybe we should just let him go your buddies are just gonna be like no f you you're out of the gang scab scab <laughs> are you working for him <laughs> <laughs> teamsters got nothing on us <laughs> while we're on the origin story i have to say that uncle ben died in like the dumbest way possible in this one I thought it was like he no. sees the gun. He sees the no. gun. Yes, he sees the gun hit the ground, and he's like, "I better get that gun." Why? Yeah, I I didn't enjoy that because nope. he just Run gave away. Peter the whole story about you have to you have a responsibility to do the right thing, and so he sees this guy be a thief and has a gun, and so he feels the responsibility to get the gun away from the thief. It's far better than if he had stepped outside and then a plotted plant had fallen on his head and then he was kind of dizzy and he kind of wandered out into the street where a taxi hit him and he flies up into the air and then he lands on a lamppost and it like stabs him through the stomach because there's hand there on the lamppost and then a bird comes and poops on his head that would be the dumbest way to die 
Is this an episode of Ow My Balls? <laughs> I think there was a bit of Meet Joe Black in there. <laughs> anyway, I I didn't mind that because it tied in with the what Uncle Ben had been telling Peter earlier. I guess about how you have to how you have to do the right thing. Yeah, and then die. Yeah. So, do we think that so Uncle Ben good, was in the right <laughs> to reach for the bad guy's gun? It's it's an act that like has no sense of scale. It's like I'm going to risk my life by grabbing this guy's gun for because he stole something. Maybe I don't you know what to, happened. It, Some guy's yelling at the him. The American way is <laughs> protecting property at all costs. You know? <laughs> I mean, the the real lesson you is you have the right to use lethal force. Against <laughs> no, I mean, no, but Paul, seriously, seriously, the real lesson here is if Uncle Ben would have had a gun. <laughs> that whole thing would have yeah. Uncle Ben, yeah. yeah. He he actually he failed in his responsibility yes. to have a concealed carry. Yes. I mean that's the real <laughs> that's, that's wow. the real lesson. Yeah. Jeez. A good guy with a gun wins <laughs> yeah. one hundred percent of the time. Yeah, Uncle Ben, why why wasn't he he should have uh, you know He should have been packing. He should, yeah. yeah. Yeah, how does Uncle Ben know that that wasn't uh he didn't have a license for concealed carry? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> he could have just been a guy running. Fell <laughs> <Well> down. <laughs> oh, yeah, Uncle Ben, you done yeah. f-ed up. <laughs> He's just so righteous about it. Too. Oh, I know. <laughs> he gave the big speech. Yeah. He gave the big speech. Paul's like, "Oh, I hate Uncle Ben. <laughs> all this bullshit." <laughs> and then, uh, then all of a sudden, he dies. I'm like, "See." Paul, don't you feel bad now? You you didn't like Uncle Ben, and then I didn't realize that he knew he was gonna die anyway. <laughs> Paul had already watched the movie. So one thing I thought that was interesting that kind of differentiated this from the Sam Raimi ones. Well, all right, let me rephrase that. Initially, I found it interesting, and then towards the end of the movie, I thought it was getting a bit ridiculous. But so in the Sam Raimi movies, right, like Spider-Man goes to great lengths to keep his identity secret and no one knows who he is. And in this one, he like tells Gwen Stacy, like, oh, hey, I'm Spider-Man. And then he's kind of like seen with a couple other people. And I was like, oh, this is a nice little like twist. And then by the end, I'm just like, is there a reason you're wearing this mask at all? Because you apparently are willing to show everyone that you're Peter Parker. (laughs) (laughs) It's cool. But I I did like it initially. They needed a reason to show his face. Like with the... Uh, Just pulls it off and his hair just poofs up John Ralphio style. (laughs) I mean, he's he's such a good looking boy. You have to you have to show off that pretty, uh, pretty face. Although he gets beat up a lot. (laughs) Yeah. And Aunt Sally Mae is really upset. (laughs) (laughs) Mrs. Fields, as I like to call her. (laughs) (laughs) What? Does he never does he never tell Uncle Ben and Aunt Sally about himself? I don't Uh, think in this iteration. Obviously, obviously, he can't tell Uncle Ben because Uncle Ben's death is what spurs him to become Spider-Man. Well, what if he goes to a psychic medium and tries to like get in touch with him and let him know? Um, There's probably a Joe Casada plot like that, but I don't know about it. (laughs) (laughs) Because it seems like he like you said, Adam, he's telling all these other people and then like his aunt. She kind of knows, though, right? Uh, I don't know if she knows in in these movies. I know at various points and in various movies she knows. Like, obviously, Marissa, not, I mean, spoilers, right? But Marissa Tomei knows in the Tom Holland ones. But, like, at the end there, when she gives him a hug and, like, he kind of is, like, breaking down, it seems like she kind of knew and she's like, it's okay, you know, when he came home. After the the big yeah, scene. it's yeah. It seems like she knows something. She knows something, yeah. But may, she might think he's just unless like she just is unless that's how she reacts to. I mean, he was probably coming home beat beat up, looking a lot. But maybe she thought he was in a fight club, yeah. and like he couldn't tell her because obvious reasons. They talk so much about it. Though. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I like that there was a Dennis in this. <laughs> yeah a genuine dennis you know what i a genuine dennis mm-hmm. and i and I, w- I was i was hoping for a little bit more uh on screen uh although that family oh my goodness how pretentious <laughs> yeah it doesn't really feel like a cop they feel it feels like the the gq family <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh please let my child show you how to eat your meal 
<laughs> since you yeah. clearly do not and he's, know. And he's like, has that like just smug look, like we're eating with a poor person. <laughs> <laughs> is that is I? I'm not very familiar with like the comics. Was was Gwen Stacy like you know more well off? Because I know like Mary Jane was more like you know like the like the Queen's girl next door. You know. Uh I don't know. I know that in the comics, Gwen Stacy is is the daughter of Captain Stacy. Okay. Who's, who is a police cop. I don't know that she's shown as anything other than like middle class. Okay. That much that I'm aware of. Like she's certainly not, as far as I can remember, shown as anything particularly upper class rich or anything like that. You you described Captain Stacy as a police cop, didn't you? <laughs> Could it be some other kind of cop? So yeah. so does a police captain make a lot more money than, say, a lieutenant? Or I don't actually know how police ranks go. police. Like I imagine, a captain is salary. not doing. He's not walking a beat. Uh, One hundred and twenty-one thousand a year in twenty seventeen. And that's uh, what's, what what's median salary in NYC though? Probably like eighty, uh, 60, 60 or eighty. Average is one forty-seven. No median. Median. I don't, it doesn't tell you medium. All it gives you is average. That's, that's completely meaningless. I You're mean, completely meaningless. You can do your own <laughs> Google searches. Hey, I quit. Hey, <laughs> hey, 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 sorry, hey, sorry. Hey, hey, Adam, okay. I'm giving you a hug right now. <laughs> it doesn't really matter because we can just assume that somebody comes from money, right? Maybe it's not his salary. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. mom, the mom could be like a hedge fund manager or something. Yeah. She's a venture capitalist. Yeah. <laughs> she's a Rockefeller. <laughs> Her mom was a Rockefeller and her dad was a Vanderbilt. (laughs) (laughs) She's set. Mm. And her cousin is a Bezos. (laughs) (laughs) The exact worst kind of distance from a Bezos. Cousin, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, oh, I got. Oh, oh thanks, Jeff. I got a hundred dollar gift card to Amazon. Thanks. A <laughs> hundred dollars. You send these out to everyone. God. <laughs> and you like next that. time? Get me a Tesla truck. <laughs> a Tesla truck. <laughs> oh. But there, are, there are. You know, sort of the little touches Adam's talking about. One that I kind of liked was that Captain Stacy actually begrudgingly believes Peter Parker's story. Yeah. <laughs> you kind of expect that whole uh, exchange to kind of be like, oh, we're just not going to pay attention to this crazy kid. But as soon as he leaves, he believes him and he actually does some research. So, yeah, he he does cop things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Really? <laughs> if I don't like, do this, it's going to bite me yeah. in the ass. <laughs> Not just cop things, but police cop things. Oh, yeah. 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 That actually is police cop that things. Is, that's, that's the definition. definition of police cop. Yeah. As you tell somebody else to do a Google search for you. <laughs> well, that's what you can do when well, you're police captain. I just love that he sighs. He just like sighs, just goes, ugh. Get me everything. <laughs> I, somehow I feel like the after he asked them to do that, though, they weren't doing Google searches. They were doing Bing searches using oh. Internet Explorer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do you have a problem with Bing? No, no, I I'm don't. very attacked right now. It's, it's very useful. I just always am really intrigued when people use, use Bing in movies because... <laughs> Bing is Microsoft seems to at least at one point they were pretty active in yeah. their their product placement with that. I was like, oh. just imagine everything he'd learn if he used Google. <laughs> <laughs> they made this movie in 2020 and be using DuckDuckGo on a VPN. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. Good old police cap work. I liked uh, Stan Lee's cameo, though. That was, that was good. good. <laughs> yeah, that's that one table, of the better ones, uh. My favorite Stan Lee cameo. Yeah. That table going right at him. I was like, oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> he just stops it. <laughs> that was priceless. So what did you guys think of the, the crane sequence where they moved all the cranes to be all, a path for uh, Spider-Man to get to the tower? 
love that blue collar, just like, mm. we're going to get to work right now. Mm. And you're, we're doing overtime. And it was like, <laughs> took like five minutes. I, I really <laughs> like, I, like that he, they established that they were getting compensated fairly for this. Yeah, too. of course. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, we're doing this by the book, fellas. <laughs> <laughs> hey, John, stay a while. You're getting overtime. <laughs> and guess what? You're getting, by the, per the contract, it's three hours minimally yeah. for a call in. Yeah. <laughs> we might even be able to get you hazard. I'll talk, I'll well, talk to I, the union. I can't. Hey, don't. Hey, Pong. Don't bring up the hazard pay. It's a big grievance about seven years, ten years ago, and it went sideways. We lost. <laughs> we wasted a lot of money on some really good lawyers for that one. <laughs> and now that it's a right to work state, nobody has to pay their their dues. They just do. We really we got it. Yeah. Got to pinch pennies. Yeah. I really enjoyed the the cranes. <laughs> so speaking of the blue collar guys and then the them res- Spider-Man rescuing the kid, I don't know why I thought of this while watching the movie this time, but it made me compare this movie to Man of Steel in that I was like, oh, they have this like Spider-Man plot going on and all these things happening, but the movie still takes time out to show that Spider-Man is like an actual like hero he's willing to like save like the kid and stuff for some reason i just compare that to man of steel where it always felt like superman's not really in the people saving business (laughs) i mean maybe that's partly because i was also thinking about the Zack snyder spider-man meme which is the thing where when uncle ben dies the last thing he says to peter is kill them all peter (laughs) (laughs) that's what spider-man would be if Zack snyder had directed it so but i like that that they did take the time to show that he really is a hero he's not just beating up small time crooks and stuff yeah yeah and he takes his his uh um his mask off to show the boy uh who he is he's a a real person not just some crazy lunatic uh in a suit yeah i i really liked that scene Although I was really showed a good, it was a good bedside manner, so to speak. I was on the edge. I was like, are they really going to kill this kid? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he's going to be burnt to a crisp. Like they got real close to killing that kid. (laughs) I'm surprised he didn't have any burns. I mean, they did eat that mouse. Oh, now, now I got to ask, does that count as cannibalism or not? Cause, cause the mouse eating the other mouse was a lizard mouse. Yeah. <laughs> so I actually want to know what happened to it's that cannibalism light. Yeah. It's step cannibalism. My my favorite part of that scene was Paul turned to me and he goes, "What are you looking at?" It's <laughs> <laughs> like this, this this lizard mouse is about to talk. Yeah. It's a missed opportunity. <laughs> Hey, pal. I was like, we watching Men in Black again? <laughs> Keep walking. <laughs> hey, I'm eating here. <laughs> I, I'm kind of with you, though, Tony. Like, immediately when that switched to a different scene, I was like, we're never going to see that giant mouse again, are we? It's yeah. still out there somewhere. <laughs> yeah, you can't. Like, it, it's almost good. Like, they saved it, you know? I haven't seen the second one. Maybe it shows up. Then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that really, that's, you know, it was, it was Chekhov's lizard rat. <laughs> lizard mouth. <laughs> He's just like, chewing through the masonry in the background of the sequel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It just cuts every once in a while. Actually, the, the sequel is actually just like a, a Spider-Man themed reason to make a mouse, a mouse hunt sequel. <laughs> And that is the origin story of Ratatouille. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah, it was a rejected Mouse Hunt 2 script. Ratatouille is about uh, Lost in New York. <laughs> well, I guess it's part of the Marvel Universe. Too bad it's not the Tom Holland one and, like, <laughs> that's what kills Thor. <laughs> you know, now I'm picturing or Thor. Thor. I'm at Thanos. <laughs> whoa, whoa, spoilers here. See, see now we know Thanos exists. Yeah, we saw him in Avengers. That's right. Uh, 
now I'm picturing a horror movie version of Ratatouille where where the mouse chews through the skull and operates the guy by just poking different parts of his cortex. Oh. Why, why did you let that out? <laughs> I wanted people to share in the horror. <laughs> I want, do, do, are you having difficulty visualizing it? I want the rat to have a, an infinity stone. <laughs> Maybe this is the subway rat, the New York City. Yeah. This, this is pizza, pizza, <laughs> it's pizza rat. rat. <laughs> That's what it is. He's got, yeah. Mm-hmm. Universe rat. Universe rat. Size <laughs> of the entire universe rat. <laughs> <laughs> what else you want to talk about, Charlie? Have we talked about Lizard at all? No, Kurt let's Connors? do it. Yeah. Other than he's a Goomba. (laughs) (laughs) Cannot unsee. I thought he was supposed to be a good guy. Uh, He's a good guy until he injects himself, and then it drives him nuts, I think is the idea. That's the whole thing. Yeah, The real bad guy was was the pressure from the higher-ups. Right. Like, you remember that voice that showed up after he'd been doing that a while? That was, like, the bad side of him? That was just, like, Spider-Man 1? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, does anyone else think that Dennis Leary looks a lot like Willem Dafoe? Yeah. Yeah, now you mentioned it. We're just going with parallels between this and the original Spider-Man, the first Tobey Maguire movie. They they mix things up by making him one of the good guys this time. Uh, One thing I'll say that I really, really liked was the scene where uh, Dr. Connors is essentially standing kind of in front of, but to the side of a pane of glass so that he, you know, he like raises his arm and you can see the reflection in the glass. And so it looks like he has two arms. Yeah, I like that shot too. That was a good shot. Charlie, clearly you being a movie buff had to have had an opinion on that shot. I don't don't remember it. Oh, call out. Call out. Don't remember it. I don't. I don't. Charlie's cancel. Man, let's cancel Charlie right now. Oh, my God. Well, it was a good shot, Charlie. <laughs> I'll have to but get it for the blog. You don't have to take my yep. word for it. Take deep, <laughs> deep fake Charlie. <laughs> Great stuff, Charlie. <laughs> I look forward to when you edit in an opinion. <laughs> deep fake. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, this is deep fake Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> so how about emma stone then or did we talk about the lizard enough we didn't really um, we didn't even it, talk it, it was fine a bit more to say about him. why were there so many lizards did he birth them as he was like i didn't understand oh like why they were drawn to yeah him? the idea is that he was sort of like the alpha lizard and they were all coming to from where like, are there like the yeah are there subway geckos in new york I didn't understand. It reminded me of Ant-Man. And a lot of those looked suspiciously like salamanders. <laughs> <laughs> Which, I mean, I get it. All herps are, are fine, but I didn't see any snakes or, yeah. you know, like. <laughs> what a, what a, I, I, oh. I appreciated that he he uh, explained that he was the world's foremost herpetologist and that it meant that he studied reptiles. So that people wouldn't get confused and think he was an expert on an STD. <laughs> I like the yeah. There weren't any frogs coming after him either. What's up? <laughs> well, well, it's because Fox owned the uh, the rights to the character Toad. Paul, there's a. It looks like there's a couple kinds of lizards that natively live in New York City. What? Really? Yeah. There is the Italian wall lizard. Uh, introduced. <laughs> Oh. Wait. <laughs> Introduced in 1967, like <laughs> most likely from an accidental pet escape. Hmm. And then now, there's now there's the, an entire population. Just, yeah. Are we sure this is real and not just some sort of ethnic stereotype? Then there's the eastern fence lizard uh, who uh, live around in the area. It looks like it's not clear if they're native, although it looks like there's some that live in Staten Island. 
And I guess he did say there was a new species. He was talking about himself. No, I, I, I get that. <laughs> but, like, but like, I didn't understand. He's like, did you know there's a new species? And I'm like, there. So I guess I didn't realize there were native or. Uh, I did appreciate when his tail came off in the, the school fight. Oh, yeah. And then he just saw it, this, the new one. I told Paul, don't worry. Mm-hmm. A new one's going to come. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, oh, this reminds me of Jim Carrey. Wait, what? <laughs> from pet detective when he comes out of the rhino's ass oh the second <laughs> one yeah yeah <laughs> the uh i feel like he really underutilized that tail though that would have been pretty cool to at least beat him up with his own tail a little bit no oh, yeah. mainly he, he was choking him with it oh did he do that yeah okay. he did i probably wasn't i was probably distracted by how gross that was when he grew a new tail i know <laughs> And he just throws Emma Stone out the window. He's like, I'm going to throw you out the window right now. <laughs> <laughs> and she looked really scared. Yeah. <laughs> I actually thought that she and Andrew Garfield actually had pretty good chemistry. That's because they started Agreed. dating shortly after. <laughs> it <laughs> wasn't look, acting. People, look, people can start dating and still have terrible on-screen chemistry. Yeah, mm, that's but true. I thought they had good chemistry. Yeah. I did too. Yeah. When yeah. spoiler alert, when we get to the sequel, that's about the only thing I'm going to praise. You don't know that. When's the last time you saw the sequel? Only the first time in theaters. See, it could be amazing. You don't know. Nathan mm. Rabin loved it. So wait, what? Are you sure? He thought it was great. I am going to have to go look this one up because I mean, he I don't. It, be- I don't believe you. I genuinely do not. I mean, he thought it was great as a bad movie that you could make fun of, but. He thought it was wildly entertaining and didn't under as a movie to make fun of and didn't understand why it wasn't already a cult classic. <laughs> mm. I liked Emma Stone in this though. I thought she did a really good job. She was funny, but she was she was really uh, a strong, uh, independent woman. Yeah, she was smart. You know, like they, they really made her a standalone. Yeah, there was a slight sense of that like, they were making her like the ideal girl for a nerd to be attracted to like like pot, like, like popular like, well like because she's smart she's funny she's attractive she's reading kurt vonnegut right like she's yeah. into science because she's working at, presumably because she's working at oscorp and makes the crack with um peter about being the smartest science student or whatever right so yeah, that she wears thigh high socks so it wasn't quite to like dream girl but it kind of felt like it was kind of heading that direction like dream girl but without the manic pixie part right yeah <laughs> wait 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 paul you said socks i thought those were boots well she had boots there there was sometimes in the movie she scene? had some like about knee length brown leather boots but in the yeah. beginning she had black like thigh high oh socks. i missed that okay why does it for matter the, for the zettai roiki effect oh i missed that you better rewind <laughs> It's for the people who are costume design nerds listening to the podcast. Ah, okay. Fair enough. Carry on. Socks are big business. As a slight counter to what you're saying, though, Adam, Andrew Garfield on the other side is kind of the same way. Like, you can see why she would be into him, too. I mean, he's Spider-Man, right? <laughs> and she's Well, I mean, yes, but it, it also led me yeah. to this sort of slight disconnect of, like, Someone that's like reasonably smart, like he is, and you know, is into like the geeky stuff, whatever. But he should have like a couple friends, right? Yeah, right. Like, we had a couple friends, and we were kind of like that in high school. Yeah, it's not really clear why he doesn't have any friends whatsoever other than her. Maybe they're all just bigoted against orphans. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Peter seems really cool. Oh, he's an orphan. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, he he didn't. He, the thing is, though, it's not. He did. He was like nerdy, but he also was like kind of bad boy. Yeah, he's you not know, even proud. He was not just jacket, like your yeah. standard, your uh, Raimi trilogy kind of nerdy, but like maybe a little more angsty and actively pushes people away, kind of nerdy. Well, he is. You're right. He is a bad boy. He doesn't keep any of his promises. Yeah. <laughs> he loves making the ones that he can't keep. Yeah. He rides his skateboard <laughs> indoors and uh, he's got oh, his, yeah. his hipster, was, hipster camera. That was, he my favorite. that was my favorite part. When... Yeah. And, then, and then the teacher's like, Hey, McFly, <laughs> 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 I got a bone to pick with you. You're not <laughs> He like 
Constable Strickland comes up. He saw him. He saw him on it. He's like, "You're not. You're not riding that in in the halls, are you?" No, sir. All right, wheels up. <laughs> oh, the classic like teacher who wants to still be the cool guy. <laughs> I know I didn't see you riding that in the hallway. <laughs> I mean, I think it's probably because Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone are good at what they do that it works. I think if they had cast other people who weren't as adept in the roles, it could have easily been like really obvious. Like, what is going on with these people? They're just weird archetypes. So, yeah, yeah the acting was really good. I will say this about the acting I didn't like Martin Sheen's Uncle Ben mostly. I guess the the weird part is I think he was well acted, but he wasn't likable like as a character. That's that's what I was like. I didn't, I didn't like this Uncle Ben that much for whatever reason. Like he wasn't he wasn't as endearing. Yeah, I thought that kind of worked though. I mean, going back, uh, not to bring up the gun thing again, though, I was like, oh well, this guy's well, kind well, of flawed. Like he's <laughs> new shield. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Uncle Ben would have survived if he'd had a shield. <laughs> no, but absorbed it, all the momentum well, 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 I don't well, think he's well, supposed well, to be well, super well. likable and perfect I think he's got you know flaws maybe just being a little bit too rigid in his philosophy or the way he treats Peter <laughs> just a little too turgid <laughs> turgid <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> but I think it, ma- it makes Peter's angst a little bit more relatable. I mean, he's a teenager, so we're supposed to expect that from him anyway. But at least we see Uncle Ben being a little bit too hard on him or a little bit too preachy a lot of the time. So I kind of liked how that worked. But yeah, he's not like, I don't think he's as likable as Uncle Ben we saw before this. Much like Peter in this movie as compared to the previous uh, trilogy, uh, I wasn't as tore up when Uncle Ben died. Like, like in this movie, he got over it pretty quickly. <laughs> Channeled. Although, it I mean, I, I guess maybe he was. Yeah, he wanted revenge. Yeah, so I guess maybe he was just kind of bottling up that uh, those emotions here. Uh, pretty clearly, that's what's going on. So it's like the more I think about it, yeah, okay, that, that uh, yeah, I that guess is that's what's not... happening. So I hadn't seen the seen the other other like the Tobey Maguire one so I didn't know anything about Uncle Ben I didn't think that he was too preachy or anything like that I expected him to be kind of like that I I kept going like for Peter Parker who was like in high school he's just like leaving at will and just like staying out late not like communicating I just like I actually didn't think he was that bad I I, I liked this one I don't know I mean, the yeah the dynamic made a lot of sense but yeah, you haven't seen the, the yeah the Raimi trilogy old softy. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> With his you know soft spoken manner and his soft features. Oh <laughs> well, well because like, that okay okay because Uncle well, Ben well, no, the, no 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 because no, in the original you guys no because in the original Uncle Ben no because in the original Uncle Ben. No. In, the ori- in the original <laughs> Uncle Ben, you guys have been seen No, in the original Uncle Ben is a hermit, <laughs> right? Who you know he doesn't remember owning a droid, and so you know we all love him, and then he comes back later as a force. <laughs> I love that that turned into Fox News. <laughs> no, no, no! <laughs> you're, 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 you just don't understand the president. <laughs> when he tweets, it's not what he's tweeting. Okay, that's not what he actually he means. Except for when he means it. <laughs> anyway, you guys have convinced me. I'm I'm being a bit too harsh on Uncle Ben here. I take it back. I no. He, he's he's the appropriate amount of uh, parenting for a guy who doesn't have kids. I thought Aunt May was the pushover. Maybe she should have died in this one. <laughs> that would have been different. Wow, yeah, that, that would be would weird. Big, yeah, that would have that would have actually made me sad. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Martin Sheen, get him out of here. Valley <laughs> Field, oh no. Oh, America's sweetheart. Mm-hmm. Anyone else want to say anything? Uh, I thought this movie could have used Tony Stark. <laughs> 
Okay. Duly noted. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. That's about the opposite of Charlie's anti-shield stance, so I'm, I can roll with it. I mean, Kurt Connors basically is Tony Stark in this movie. Well, the building, yeah. I was like, I turned to Paul's like, is this the building that Tony Stark is in? Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> like, I seem to recall hearing at one point that there was negotiation between Marvel and Sony to get like, it was either the Avengers Tower in the skyline of this movie or possibly the Oscorp building in the skyline of Avengers, but they just um, couldn't like work out a deal. Seriously? Yeah. Was, I recall hearing this. I'm, uh, I'm glad that he uh, wasn't in it. Because otherwise it would ruin later on. Maybe. Oh. Maybe. No, it's just, who knows? Just, you get tired of him. You need a break. <laughs> you need a, you need you a, need a break. You need an Iron <laughs> Man break. Stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you can have too much of a thing. I don't know. I agree to disagree. I think you probably should. I think they should retroactively put him in every single film. Well, I like, think you'll be very excited for the next movie on the March. What, which one it's, is that? It's Iron Man 3. Oh, well, that's it's going to be good. I'm ready. I'm ready for it. Yeah. yeah. I like him in his movies. Doesn't need to be in every one of them. I think he should, like, even, like, movies coming out now, not even Marvel, add him in. Mm. Like, uh, Doctor Every Doolittle? Disney movie, at least, I bet they could make that Yeah, happen. like, every Disney movie have mm-hmm. a little Easter egg for just the, yeah. the Marvel heads. Yeah. And if, <laughs> even if it's a, <laughs> even an animated movie, you don't have to animate him and do the voice. You could just actually put him put in there. Put him in there, yeah. Just kind of like what they did with Roger Rabbit, but in reverse. Yeah. Also, you know how you used to do where you would they would they would be like a walkout and then like people would be down like hey watch the show at nine nine Eastern and you're still watching you know it's like a, mm-hmm, the little banner yeah, that distracts the banner, you yeah same from thing the season finale of Third Rock from the Sun yep, or whatever exactly same thing just have Tony Stark come out start waving <laughs> hey maybe do a little palm blaster choo choo all right yeah. see you later. <laughs> That's my that's my cameo for the for the show. Okay, I'm done. You've won All me right. over. <laughs> uh, this is the last Marvel movie that Roger Ebert reviewed before he passed away. Oh, he gave it three and a half stars. It was his second favorite Spider-Man movie after well, Spider-Man Two. Ah, mm-hmm. good choice. So just uh, something to know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, movie trivia. Now, if they ever ask you in Team Trivia what the last Marvel movie that Roger Ebert reviewed was, you'll know it's Amazing Spider-Man. What did Leonard Malton think of this movie? Uh. (laughs) That was his full review. (laughs) (laughs) Looks like two and a half stars. Watchable but pointless near remake of 2002's Spider-Man, charting the Marvel character's origin story with different actors, some new characters, but the same result. Hmm. Uh, Peter Parker finds clues to his parents' death that leads to the laboratory of scientist Dr. Kurt Connors, who was once his father's partner. Destiny decrees that they will face each other in a spectacular showdown. Stone's role as Gwen Stacy is especially colorless and underwritten, followed by a sequel, which he also gave two and a half stars to. Okay, see, now right away I know I can discount his opinions. He said he liked the sec. The second one because it doesn't have the uh, exposition, and he liked Fox as Electro, Jamie Fox. I mean, I got opinions, but they'll they'll have to wait until we cover that movie. Otherwise, we'll be here all night. Anyway, um, so ultimately, what did you think of the Amazing Spider-Man? Would you uh, allow it to date your daughter and have happy kids, or would you forbid it from ever seeing her again? Because as a father, that's your responsibility solely. You get to make all the decisions. I guess I'm just asking, how many severed lizard tails would you give this movie? So I think the performances were really good. I think I appreciated all the differences that were actually inserted into this movie to make it different from 2002 Spider-Man, but there wasn't nearly enough. It felt like the same story, and I know that that's Spider-Man's origin story, but did we really need that again? Uh, I think the last time I watched this, it was you know, probably 10 years after I'd watched the original. So I liked it a little bit better then because I hadn't heard the story in a while, but now that we're doing the March, it's kind of feels a lot like what we've already seen, especially the villain. It's the green goblin and Doc Ock, like all over again, basically this exact same motivation. So, uh, I don't know. I liked Andrew Garfield though. I mean, I liked everybody in this movie. It just, I think ultimately I can't give it as high of a rating as I gave Spider-Man. So I'm going to give us a seven severed tails out of 10. Out of nine, you mean? 
out of out of nine. <laughs> Seven of nine. Seven of nine. <laughs> so a perfect movie. <laughs> uh yeah, it's just it's it's a f- perfectly fine movie. Um I like most of the characters and the actors playing them. Like no one really sticks out to me as going like, oh, ugh, I hated you or anything like that. So the main thing I remember is the, I remember the crane scene pretty well. And I thought that held up OK, even if it's a little kind of on the nose. I still liked it. The Dennis Leary deaths kind of, I don't know, don't necessarily buy that. And I also think it's slightly weird how the, the lizard storyline seems to be like temporarily forgotten. He's like, Captain Stacy's dying. And then he disappears until you see him in prison. It's like, okay, I guess. So, I don't know. It's it's a fine movie. I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. But I think it's reasonably well done. It doesn't do anything to, like that makes me mad, really. So, I, I think I'm also just going to go with seven. Seven out of ten for this. So, s- seven, seven lizard tails. So, one to feast on every day of the week. <laughs> <laughs> Mm. Oh, we've solved world hunger. We have. If they ever do a uh, like new Blu-ray release of this, we can put Adam's quote on the back. Doesn't do anything to make me mad. Seven out of ten. Doug, you want to go next? Sure. Um, I know we didn't really talk about the special effects in it uh, in this movie that much, but uh, I thought in a number of scenes they were a little bit too obviously cgi some of them felt a little bit like i was watching uh someone playing a video game which in some cases actually worked fairly well in other ones it was just a little bit too much so i kind of knock it down just a hair because of the the special effects were uh i would have preferred if they'd been a bit more believable um across the board but uh number one i vastly vastly prefer the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man to the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. Like this movie makes me feel like I could watch just an entire franchise worth of Andrew Garfield Spider-Man movies. Like he's, he's just that good. I actually really enjoyed this movie. It was just a lot of fun to watch. Um, Good chemistry with, between the different characters, Uh, you know, like between uh, Peter and uh, Dr. Connors and between Peter and Gwen and, you know, just, it was a good movie. I give this movie nine dead father figures out of 10. What? Well, you had Peter Parker's dad, Peter Parker's uncle and Gwen Stacy's dad. The only father figures that were introduced in the movie got were six to go. dead by the end of it. So you, you got, got six, six more dads. Go. Talk about more dads. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe there were some daddies in there. <laughs> oh, can't wait to play Dream Daddy Simulator after this. Oh, we got the crane guy. The crane guy is a dad. Yeah, crane guy was a dad. Okay, okay. Good job, Charlie. Mm-hmm. The lizard's kind of like a mentor, sort of. Yeah, that's true. He died. Yeah, he died. Okay. Well, he didn't die, but he got locked away, so he might as well be dead. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, wow. got real with the prison system. <laughs> wow, well, really? Republican Tony just showed up. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, so. We have five. We need <laughs> four more. Uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll put them in the blog. <laughs> 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 all right as long as it happens i'm sure they were in a crowd scene somewhere yeah i mean i bet all the other i bet most of the other crane guys were dads <laughs> i bet the lizard cops were dads oh yeah, oh, yeah we didn't even talk about lizard squad and, and most of those lizards probably based on what we learned about lizards today they were all dads I really enjoyed this uh, this movie. I, probably my main gripe is that you know it did feel really a lot like uh, Spider-Man number one, Raimi trilogy number one. But honestly, it was just different enough in the right ways for me to really appreciate the movie in its own right. Yeah, I just had a had a really good time with it. it I liked Spider-Man and Gwen Stacy. Well, well, they were well acted. And uh, I think I'm going to go with uh, uh, this is where I would normally revise scores, but I don't think I'm going to do that. So I'm going to go with eight. We've never done that. 
Well, this is where one might prefer to... This is perhaps the first time where I've been tempted to revise a score, but I don't really feel like doing that. So I'm going to go with eight? eight lizard tails out of ten. Eight? Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait, wrong person. Sorry. Is it my turn? It is. Yes, it is. I think so. Indeed. Send it home, Tony. Rolo Tony Brown Town. Check yourself at the door. Here we go. Spider-Man. Very amazing. Um, I, I really enjoyed this film. Um, like I said previously, I had not seen any of the Spider-Mans. Uh, so it was a real treat to uh, to watch a, a, a first one, uh, especially with a cutie like uh, Andrew Garfield's. I think I am a little biased. I, I really thought he was really great and I enjoyed it. And I thought the acting was really good. Um, and I, I don't, there wasn't ever a time that I was like really bored. So um, that's usually kind of how I, 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 if I'm bored, then it gets a lower rating. So I uh, wasn't bored, enjoyed everything. I'm going to give it an eight Lizard Tales or Chocolate Houses. Oh, yeah, Chocolate Houses. Or Emma Stone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I should have said something sooner that we, we could have gone with that. Oh. We could have had Chocolate Houses for Lizard Tales. You dip them. Oh, yeah, you could have. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Well, then they wouldn't be crunchy. Oh, uh, yeah. Terry I mean, Jones. Okay. Oh. Charlie, let's redo the whole <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Amazing Spider-Man from the top. All right. Well, thanks for joining us on our 38th Mary Marvel Movie March installment. We're now going to move to May 2013, jumping forward 10 months to the start of Phase 2 of the MCU. That's right. It's Iron Man 3. That feels like real progress uh, time-wise. Ten months. Yeah. yeah. Feels like yeah. We're, it just gives me more of a sense that we will catch up. <laughs> uh, so until next time, uh, have a great inner indeterminate amount of time between now and the next time you listen to me. I'm Adam Gopeski. And I'm Charlie Wallace. And a special thanks to our um, blue-collar... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, where's the lie? Our our turgid guests. Maybe uh, we should go with blue collar. Our blue collar guests. At least you didn't call us members of your fine club. <laughs> our blue collar comedy tour our of guests. Members. Our turgid members. <laughs> you know, to be fair, we think we have a higher score than you guys did, so. <laughs> Uh, we certainly were more excited about it. <laughs> <laughs> or how have you described them? The names are Tony Huff. Hi. <laughs> Paul Wilcott. Don't you mean bye? <laughs> it, this was a great time. And Doug Gobeski. It was fun. Cue the guitar with whistling. Thanks for listening to our show. Make sure to check out our website at GobeskiWallsReport.com. Hey, everybody. Check us out on Facebook and Twitter. Just follow us at GW Report and like our page on Facebook, the Gobeski Wallace Report. And hey, everybody. Tune in to next episode where there's sure to be tons more hilarity that we know you'll enjoy. Hey, everybody. Are we not supposed to do spoilers? Was that poor form? You can spoil this movie. That's fine. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. The assumption is that you've seen it, and then you're listening to someone have the wrong opinion from you on the (laughs) podcast. They really do be like You can get worked up screaming at it as you listen. Right. Where you just go, eight? Eight. (laughs) That reminds me, I got to go back and listen to the Star Wars podcast. (laughs) You guys panned it. Yeah. You did. I I made a pitiful effort to defend it, but I feel like I kind of tried. <laughs> you did. It was appreciated. It's not, it, you know, wasn't something I was going to be able to really do with all my all my heart and soul. <laughs> I mean, as Alex pointed out, we only got like five seconds of Dark Ray. So, you know. We already had that before we saw the movie from the trailer. Mm. Oh, you'd seen the trailer? Well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I, I I hadn't. So. Okay, well, I never watch trailers. Yeah, that's why you've had so many uh, 
accidents when you're backing up the truck. (laughs) (laughs) Just jackknifing all over the place. Wheels are just dragging laterally across the ground. I love, I love the picture of just someone jackknifing a trailer. I don't know how to do it. Like, how do you back it up? There's someone yelling at him. Just, just do this. Turn the wheel like this. Do this. Crank it all the yeah. way. Yeah. <laughs> all right, now little turns. <laughs> little just millimeters left and right. Whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> All right, you do it. <laughs> they bring out a fork. Tr- fork it. <laughs> it's easier yeah. just to move it like that. That's what, yeah, that's where you just go unhook it, drag it by hand. <laughs> Can I make a request? Yeah. Can this be the tag for this episode, please? <laughs> <laughs>